Hi there, this is Pastor Ronnie Allen here at Omega Church. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want to say thank you for joining us. We hope this message equips you to follow God's voice. We believe that if you're searching, today your search is over. Thanks for being with us and enjoy. Pastor called me. He said, I have an important announcement to make. And uh, he said, you called me and put me on speaker because he wants everybody to hear. So I'm going to call him right now and just, y'all pay attention, okay? Y'all can go ahead and be seated. Pastor? Yes. All right, you have everybody's attention. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm a little behind on the delay here on what I'm seeing you, okay? All right. I want to encourage everybody. Zona and I want to encourage everybody to be there Wednesday night. Things that have been kept secret inside of us are going to start to be revealed. And I know that, you know, this is not, this is a different time. This is a different place. You know, a couple of years ago, I had a dream about a word, a word came to my mind. A word that I never use. It's called serendipity. And I had to even look up the word. And I said, okay, Lord, if this is you, give me give me this word, because you don't find it in the King James. You find it, uh, you, you, but I, I, I said, you're going to have to give me scripture to back up what we're talking about. And I found it in Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verses 11 and 12. I returned and I saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to uh, the... Uh, men of uh, the wise nor riches to the men of understanding nor yet favor to men of skill but time and chance happeneth to them all the timing and the moment are important to the moving of the Holy Spirit Amen and this is a different time than any move of God that any generation has seen. This is wrapping up the age of the church. I want to read verse 12 to you because I want to comment on this. And then I'm, I'm going For men know not also his time. Many people sit in the church and don't discern their time. They waste it because they don't discern the moment. Amen. He goes on to say that as the fishes that are taken in an evil net and the birds that are caught in a snare, so are the sons of men snared in an evil time. This is an evil time for the world. Okay? But he goes on to say when it falls suddenly upon them. Amen. You can sit there in that church and these things suddenly fall on you because you don't discern your time. Mm -hmm. yep. And it is now high time to put the kingdom of God first. I don't care what you have to do. Rearrange your schedules. You need to be here Wednesday night. I asked the Lord, why not start next Sunday? He says, I want you to start Wednesday night. 
Amen. And I, I, I had a hindrance in my throat to even call. And then I woke up this morning and I said, no, I'm going to do this now. It's the Amen. time. Right. Amen. Come on. And you have to prioritize your time or you're going to miss the boat on this. God will still love you and you may go to heaven. In some cases, you may go early. I'm just telling you, now is not the time to lollygag and put God on pause while we do our thing. Come on. Wow. You need to be here Wednesday night. And 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 I want to say this to all those, those that are viewing. We're glad that you're viewing. But there's something about being there. Yeah. And you need to be there. If you want answers to your life and you want to flow into what God has called you to do to end up, wrap up these, this end of the age, you need to make this priority. I am not going to preach a sermon, but I am. <laughs> what, I'm trying to tell, what I'm trying to tell, tell you, time is of the essence. It's even more important than money because right. God can bring the money. It says time first. Listen what it says. But time and chance happeneth to them all. What makes you have the victory? Putting God first in your time. Amen. And then he's going to bring the resources to come together at this special moment for not only what you need for yourself but most importantly what you need to fulfill your part in what God's called the church to do in this the end of this age come on that's right so i encouraging you to be there wednesday night you may have to come directly from work. You may have to fast a meal. So what? Some of you need to. <laughs> okay? You need to. We got to We gotta get our act together. And we got to be. We got to not only get our act together. We need to get with the program. Say this with me out loud. I mean, I want everybody to say it. I'm going to get with the program. I'm going to get with the program. Okay. Wednesday night, 7.15, and then Thursday morning at 10 o'clock. We're not going to beat the air. We're not going to continue to beat the air. You follow? We're going to be activated. Because uh, some of the things that I have never said that are in me are going to come out. Amen. Come on. And, and it's preparing this church for what God wants to do. We knew 2023 was going to be something different. And I'm telling you, you don't want to miss it. We love y'all. We miss being with you. But where we've been and what we've done has... Cause this 
to let me know that this is the time. Amen. Okay? We love y'all. We'll see y'all Wednesday night. Y'all have a great time. We're going to be watching too. All right. We're watching you. We're watching you. <laughs> I think, I think I'm just, I think I'm just, can I just pray and dismiss? <laughs> no. no. Okay. Pump them right. full, Trey. Pump them full. All right. Love you, Pastor. Right. We love y'all too. Right. Bye-bye. Wow. You know, you know, pastors, they are our priests and, they, they and prophets. And so the word says, you believe the prophet, so shall you prosper. Amen. I want to tell you, the, um, whoo, man, the anointing that's on our man of God comes through the phone. Glory to God. Uh, 180, y'all can go ahead and release. Thank you, Jesus, for our 180, our, our youth ministry. And uh, we're going to do one more thing because we want to start letting you know what's going on here at Omega Church. Uh, you know, we come in here to service, and, and sometimes we don't know what, what all is going on around the whole campus. You know, more is going on here at Omega, the Omega Church campus than what is just going on in here. Okay? So I want Miss Bunny to come up, and she's going to share what's going on in King's Kids. Amen? And some of the things that the Lord has showed her and her team, uh, you know, that what's going on with the website. And uh, so I'm just going to, like, let you run with it, and then I may ask you a question or two. This is Miss Bunny. Awesome. Hello, everyone. Um, and for y'all, those that do not know me, I'm in um, our nursery and preschool, so I teach our little ones. Um, one thing that uh, Pastor Hassan had um, told us is to... This topic for this month is on wisdom. So I wanted to, while we were in, um, in service, one of, the, one of our students was having trouble trying to write down their scripture for the, that we were going over. And he asked me, can you write this down for me? And I'm like, okay, let me try to write it down. I wrote it down for him. But that started a, a, pro, started a process in my brain. It was like, hmm, maybe they need something to, that they can take home because we have little ones to, to big ones, um, all ages. Uh, so what God uh, started showing me is to uh, have a little take-home card that they can take with them. So as they go, if they can't write it all down, they can't write their notes, at least they have something that they can take home. Parents can um, work with them. They can review. Um, it's a, kind of like a little five-minute devotional if you take it, if you um, do it with your child. It helps reiterate what we've been learning at, uh, during service. So it, it gets with them from Sunday, and y'all uh, can help um, put it in them throughout the week. So not only did the, as that started uh, going as that little take-home card, is um, I wanted something that they can do throughout the month that it just uh, flows from one week to the next. And since we were learning about wisdom, I found a scripture that I was talking about searching wisdom, search for wisdom um, like you would um, hidden treasures or silver. So that popped in a treasure map. Let's build a tre let's have a treasure map for them. So what we um, what uh, I had created was a little treasure map that has for each week has the point or the scripture that we want them to learn. Um, and each week as they um, 
as they uh, memorize it, they come back and they tell one of the teachers and they will get a gold coin because we're searching for wisdom. We're searching it as, as treasure. Um, we want it to go down deep in their heart. So as I started telling the team, I got with Mr. Ricky and Mr. Jeremy, our, our other team, and they, I asked them, can you put it on the website? Because, you know, kids bring home papers and, you know, they go in the car. Sometimes they get put placed and filed properly, if you know what I'm talking about. So that in case, you know, your child's um, paper was filed in, the, in a different spot, you can always refer to the website. Um, and on the website, we have a tab for King's Kids. Each week, we'll have the, um, the little take-home card that they can go over, and you can do it with them. Do it in the car. Put it as their sun visor. For me, I don't reach, or this, it doesn't, the sun visor doesn't close um, block the sun so you can use it there take it out show um go over it with them that way it, uh it rehearses uh or you can it gets down deep that's our, our goal our purpose is for our kids are going into the same world that we go in they're seeing th different things that we may not have seen or been experienced when we were younger and we want to make sure i want to make sure that i have the tools to give to you so you can be able to make sure that you have those times with them to where that word goes down deep on the inside of their heart so when they do need it it comes out when they need it so that's what we wanted to just um show you the website and different things that are going on and then my last thing all of y'all all of our kids are going to be taking home a little box today sense, you know, the whole treasure thing, the whole treasure map. We want them not only to get the word on the inside of them, but we want things to associate um, to where they can see it and they remember. It brings back a memory. So inside of our little treasure box that they'll all go because they've been seeking out for wisdom, they're going to take home a treasure box and inside it has little sweet snacks, you know, Hershey's little nuggets, gold nuggets as they're searching for their treasure, just like they're searching for wisdom. So everything has a purpose that we're doing. So just um, as we have stuff, um, teachings in here, um, our little ones are getting fed as well, and they're getting the same, the same um, word that y'all are up here. So I just wanted to share that with you and encourage you to get on the website and go with your students. Yeah, so amen. So get on that and share and share and share. And we thank, we thank the 180 team and the King's Kids team, um, you know, because, look, it takes a lot more effort and a lot more creativity, a lot more time, a lot more effort to, to have a kid's service and to come up with, with uh, you know, information and content and everything for our teenagers because their attention pan, uh, span is not as long. And so we have monthly meetings with King's Kids and 180 so that we can come up. Like we just allow the Lord to download to us and so that we can minister to those that are precious in God's sight. And that is our children. And we're raising up the next generation to be, uh, to be uh, giant slayers. Amen. And so, Miss Bunny, give me a hug. We love you and we thank God for you. Amen. Get on there and show, uh, share uh, social media. Uh, you know, use it for the kingdom of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, I yield myself to you right now. I ask that you, you fill my mouth with your word, Lord God. I must decrease and you increase in the name of Jesus. And Father God, this is not by my power nor my might, but it is by your spirit. In Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that your word will go forth boldly with all power.
confidence and clarity of speech in the name of Jesus. Amen. I forgot my pass my password. <laughs> I better not forget it because it's our anniversary. <laughs> so now you know my password. Praise the Lord. Okay, so God is setting us up right from the beginning this morning. Right through song service, uh, just about 10 minutes before service, pastor called, and he said, I need to talk to the people. Okay? I had no idea what he was going to say. So this morning, as I was getting ready, how many of y'all were here last week? Okay? Well, those of you who were not here, maybe this is why the Lord is having, is having me review this. But I do know, John, I was going to have you come up and do that, but I got it. I got it. So uh, last week, we talked about wisdom's priority, okay? And so I didn't know what Pastor was going to be talking about whenever he called and talked to us just a while ago. So he's talking about putting the kingdom of God first. And we know that, that Christ, he is the power and he is the wisdom of God. And so uh, we know that we need to be putting God first. That's Matthew 6, verse number 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and his way of doing things. And then all of these other things will be added unto you. Amen. You know, we, we carry a lot of care and weight that we don't need to be carrying because Jesus has already purchased these things at the cross. And if we would just run after him, all of these other things would just come into place. Amen. And so, uh, so we're going to review this a little bit, and then we're going to uh, start talking about wisdom's guidance today. Amen. Because in order to, in order to put God's kingdom first... We're going to have to walk in his wisdom. We can't be walking in our own understanding. Amen? We can't be walking in our old fallen human nature with uh, sense and reasoning without the influence of the Holy Spirit. Amen? We're going, to have to be, we're going to have to be led by the Spirit of God if we're going to be called the sons of God. What does it mean to be called the sons of God? That means that we are a mature Christian and we know how to hear the voice of God and we know how to walk out this life by trusting God and walking by faith and not by sight. Amen? Glory to God. So last week, we talked about wisdom's priority and we know from uh, Proverbs 4-7, it says wisdom is the principal thing. And we learned that principle means the main, I, I, I know my English is bad, but I call it the mainest thing. Okay, my, my Mimi knew, she used to say, you're my mainest one. Okay, that means I was the best one. But she said that to all her grandkids. Okay, and so, but also we found out that it means like it's most important. It's like you do, the, you do this first. So wisdom is the principal thing that you do first. It also means, it means chief, Okay, like the big chief. Okay, so it is the chiefest thing that we do. Amen. So wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. And in 1 Corinthians uh, 3.19, we read this. It says, for the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. And we have this world system right now thinking that it's wiser than God. Whenever God is the one who created everything that we see by the word of his mouth, and he holds it all together by the word of his power, okay? There's not one politician, there's not one uh, person that calls himself smart. 
There's not one person that is well-educated, whether they have however many doctors or whatever it is, they cannot hold this universe together and have the earth rotate around the sun and this solar system and everything and hold it together by their word. Amen? And so we have to start realizing that God is way smarter than man. Amen? And I'm going to leave that right there. I got into some things. I told Nita, I said, I got into some things last week. And I said, I'm not responsible for what I say under the anointing, okay? That's God. <laughs> so 1 Corinthians 3.19 says, For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, He taketh the wise in their own craftiness. And then we talked about, and we're going to go to James 3 because this is where we're going to review real quick. Wisdom of this world system versus heavenly wisdom, and that's in James chapter 3. Verses, uh, verses uh, 13. Hold on, I got to get it. It's a little warm up here, so is it okay if I just take this jacket off? Because things might start flying here in a little bit. I'm joking. Glory to God. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Verse number 13, I'm going to read. Uh, I'm going to read it out of the Amplified Version. It said, Who is there among you who is wise and intelligent? So we have a lot of people now that think they're wise and we think they're intelligent. Okay, so it's going to tell us how they should be acting. It says, Then let him... By his noble living, show forth his good works with the unobtrusive humility. Everybody say that, humility. How many people that, that are taught, that are saying they're wise is walking in humility right now? None. Well, that you see that are, that are called influencers, you know, the people that are trying to influence. We have people in the, in, uh, trying to influence people right now that have no wisdom at all because they don't even know God. Okay? I'm gonna, I got a long ways to go, so y'all, I'm going to have to hurry. Works with the unobtrusive humility, which is the proper attribute of true wisdom. Everybody say true wisdom. Okay, listen to this. But if you have bitter jealousy or envy... Or contention. Now, I'm mainly going to be talking to believers here today. How many believers do we have here? Okay. Y'all have heard me say before that, that uh, comparison is a killer. Okay. The reason we compare sometimes is because we're full of jealousy and envy because of what somebody else has and the life that they're living. Okay. Are y'all with me so far? So, we're living a life of jealousy and and envy. That's the wisdom of the world. Everybody say, that's the wisdom of the world. Okay. Uh, with, uh, so, and contention, rivalry, selfish ambition in your hearts. Do not pride yourselves on it and thus be in defiance of and false to the truth. Okay, and so I gave an illustration and Miss Bunny is the one who found this illustration, our King's Kids leader, okay? She found this illustration, and it's been going over and over in my heart. I had to do a checkup from the neck up. I had, to, I had to see where I was putting my priorities at, okay? And so, so just don't think, well, Trey, you're just harping on us. No, I'm not. 
God, like Pastor said, said it's time for us to get it to get it together. Okay, we got to get our priorities right. Get our priorities right because the world system is trying to influence you and tell you what is priority in your life. Okay, because our lives are vessels. Our lives are vessels to be filled with something. And God gives us the choice on what we fill our lives with. Is that right? He said, I've set before you life and death and blessing and cursing. But he tells us what to choose. He tells us to choose life. And we know that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And so he's telling us, hey, choose my way, not the world's way. But he says, nevertheless, he said, I, you choose the way you're going to choose. But he tells us to choose life so that we could live and that our children, our, our, our inheritance after us could live. Okay? And so the world system is telling us to fill our life up with selfish things. And the sand rep represents the selfish things. And notice how small the grains of sand are. And look how much room it takes up in our life. These could not, these are not necessarily bad things, but they could be. The Bible says, let us lay aside every weight and every sin that, so, that could so easily beset us, that, that could keep us from running the race that has been set before us. You know that there's things in our life that aren't necessarily sin, but they're weights, and they could keep us from running the race that God has set before us. Okay, so it's not, but then again, it could be sin. It could be addictions, and, and it's just selfish motivation because I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I'm my own God. That's what the world system says. It's called secular humanism, I think. Okay, and then there's a little bit other things that are a little bit more important, and they're bigger things in our life. But what it boils down to is that the world's wisdom is based on pride because it has a selfish motivation, and we see in the Scripture that it, that it has pride attached to it because our falling human f flesh loves to be glorified. Y'all know you like to be puffed up sometimes. That's the fallen human nature, likes to be puffed up. And we like to brag about what's going on in our life. And so it, it's based in pride, but it gives birth to something called an ego. This is what the Lord showed me last week. And it has ego attached to it. And ego, the Lord showed me this, which I know that some of y'all probably heard it before, but it means edging God out. And so the world wants you to fill your life up with all of this stuff that really doesn't matter so that you don't have any room for God. Y'all notice here that there's no room for God. Maybe just a little bit on Sunday, right there. Okay? I know it's going to get so good here in a little bit. So this is the world system. Notice it leaves no room for God. It leaves no room for advancing the kingdom of God. It leaves no room for God in your life anywhere. Because all of this selfish motivation has taken up all the space in my life. And I don't know what this is in your life. This is something that you're going to have to do a checkup from the neck up about. I don't know what all this is. But I can tell you God cares about every bit of it. Do you believe that? Yeah, he does. He says, because he, he says, cast all your care on me because he cares for you. He cares for me. He cares about everything that's going on in our life. But whose fault is it that we have left no room for God? It's our fault, right? 
But look over here. I don't know if y'all can even see it. But God is right down here at the foundation. Now let's read the next, the, the next verses. Verse 16, for wherever there is jealousy and envy and contention, robbery and selfish ambition, there will also be confusion. There will be confusion. Unrest, disharmony, rebellion, and all sorts of evil and vile practices. I can tell you whenever I had my life organized like this, and I was putting tray first, and I had, I told my parents one day, I, I got everything worked out with God. I got everything worked out. I'm, I'm, I'm a born again. I'm on my way to heaven. You know, I got everything worked out. I got a deal with God. How many of you ever said that? I got, you know, like I got, I got a deal. Me and God got a deal. His deal is you got to receive him as your personal Lord and Savior. Put him first in your life and you'll inherit eternal life, Right? So that's his deal. He said, he said, no, not not religion, not yourself. You're not gonna, you're not gonna serve me that way. No, you're gonna serve me by, I mean, there is no other way. He is the way. It's not Buddha, it's not Muhammad, it's not yourself. You ought to try to get yourself to heaven. It ain't gonna happen. Okay? You'll fail every time. Thing is, you only get one chance. <laughs> Oh, so we see that it brings confusion and living that way, it brings that kind of life. But verse number 17 says this, but the wisdom from above, everybody say that, but the wisdom from above. So that's heavenly wisdom, right? The wisdom from above is first of all, pure and undefiled. I don't think I got a chance to get to these scriptures, so I, I remembered that just now, last week. Is pure uh, and undefiled. Then it is peace and loving, courteous and considerate, gentle. It is willing to yield. Whoa. It is willing to yield to what? It's willing to yield to what God's priorities are. Are y'all getting this? Willing to yield. But God's, let me tell you what, Nita and I, we have a lot of opportunity not to do the things that we do for the kingdom of God. A lot of opportunity. But you know what? We have a zeal for the house of the Lord. Our purpose is Christ, and we're going to get into that in just a little bit. Your purpose is Christ. Okay, so we have a lot of opportunity to quit, and we have a lot of opportunity to organize our life this way. Because we are super busy. We're super busy with running a small business. We're super busy with five kids. One, one in Florida and one a senior this year and getting his license. And, I mean, we, we have a lot of stuff going on in our life, as you do too. How many of you have, a, like, a huge amount? And we have work. And, I mean, it's just all, man, and sometimes it can get so confusing that we don't know which, which way is up and which way is down. Anybody with me? Okay. I'm just, can I be truthful with y'all today? I mean, we have a lot of opportunity to put ourselves first. And sometimes we do. But then we have to have a checkup from the neck up. And usually we know that when we're, we're getting things out of priority, then the confusion starts coming. The unrest starts coming. 
Amen. Because he said, let all you who labor and who are heavy laden, let them come to me. And he said, this is Jesus talking, and, and I will give you rest. Okay. Me trying to get rest on my own and trying to figure everything out on my own just brings more confusion and more unrest and more division in our household. Wow. So the confusion comes like this, but we want to organize our life like this. But the wisdom from above, uh, it is willing to yield and uh, yield to reason, full of compassion and good fruits. It is wholehearted and straightforward, impartial, and, un, uh, and unfeigned, free from doubts, wavering, and insincerity. This vessel, and this could be your vessel if you'll do a checkup from the neck up and you'll take inventory of your life because if you put God first, you can't see him, but all of these other things are down there also. The rocks are there. The golf balls are in there. And then all of the other stuff that we think we care about, our recreation, our, for David and me, it's fishing and hunting, you know, and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's, it's things that we enjoy doing. God said, he said he wants you to enjoy all things. But he don't want the things having you. He don't want them having you. That's why we have to keep the kingdom of God and his way of doing things first. We got to keep it first. But he says, if you organize your life this way, He'll fill your life with all this other stuff. Look at that. And then there's still, is there still, there was still room and we were able to add, if you were here last week, we were able to add some surprises in on top. We still had room. And we put God first. But the world will say, if you put God first in his kingdom and his way of doing things, you're not going to have any room to do anything else. You can't serve, what do you mean serve God in the church? You don't have time for that. God says you do. He said he'll fill your life with all good things. He gives us all good things to enjoy. Somehow, some way, when you put God first, he makes room for all the other stuff, even for you to serve, even for you to be kingdom-minded. Amen? So a person that puts God first, you say, well, what's a, what's a, uh, what's a, uh, a description, or how do I know when I'm putting God first. One thing, Jesus said, he said, follow me to his disciples. Are you a disciple? Okay, he said, he said, take up your cross and follow me. Did he say follow the world? No, he said to follow him. He said, I'll make you fishers of men. And so right away we know that when you give your, really give your life to the Lord and you have something change in your, in your life, you're going to become kingdom minded. You're going to become a kingdom builder. That means that you're interested in what's going on. You're going to have zeal for the house of the Lord because, yes, everybody's not, everybody's not a preacher. Everybody's not a prophet. Everybody's not an evangelist. But let me tell you what, you can serve God in the church and you, by putting him first. You have time to do that. You say, well, you're just trying to get us to work. No, I'm trying to, I'm tr the Lord's trying to get all the other stuff to you. Because that, Matt, that Matthew uh, 6.33 says, Seek ye first 
Not the other things first. Seek him first. And then all of the other things that you care about and that you're going after are going to be added unto you. Actually, when you put God first, you're making room for increase. Let me tell you what, right here, there's no room for increase because you're like, you're, you're, you're scheduled out. You don't have time for nothing. But somehow, some way, it's just like the tithe and offering. When you honor God with the tithe and offering, somehow he makes that 90% that you keep go farther than, you, than it would if you kept all of it to yourself. You're making room for increase. So that's the difference. And I believe we had to see it in order for us to know how big a difference it is. This is what it's done for me. I'm like, it's so simple. It's so profound. You know, pastor said something. She said the most spiritual things are the most simple things. It's so simple, but we allow frustrations and we allow circumstances. We allow all these things to take priority in our life. Whenever we got to do is we just got to run after him. So that's going to get us into wisdom's guidance. How do we get here? We're going to have to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit to get here and to live this life. This life does not follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. And so how does wisdom guide us? Pastor has been... This has been his theme verse for the first uh, two weeks of this month. No, first three weeks, I believe. It's a Psalm 119, 105, one, verse 105. It says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And the Lord has allowed me today to minister a message that has been in my heart for probably 10 or 15 years. And I didn't know that I was going to have opportunity this month. In the beginning was the Word. This is John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. Uh, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him without him, not anything made that was made. So in other words, who made everything? God made everything. Did man make anything? No, God made everything. So we see here that God is wisdom. We know that Christ is the power and the wisdom of God. All things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. Everybody say life. And the life was the light of men. Everybody say light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. So we know here that the word, when we see uh, thy word is a lamp unto my feet. We're talking about God because the word was God and the word is God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Okay? Verse number, uh, chapter number, 
chapter, uh, John chapter 8, verse number 12. Then Jesus spake, uh, spake unto them, saying, I am. Remember we talked, we talked about I am? I am the light of the world. Who's the light of the world? Jesus is the light of the world. Is our government the light of the world? No. Are our politicians the light of the world? No. So it's very important that whenever, and let me tell you, well, you just can't trust everything that everybody is saying right now. This is why we must be led by the Spirit of God. Let me tell you, I, I've told this story before, but I know some of y'all are new here. Whenever Uriah was a baby, our oldest son, I, I had him with me, and uh, we were traveling to my parents' house, and uh, and we had I had picked him up, and we were traveling to my parents' house, and uh, it was it was late at night, and he was he was still in the, he was still in the car seat, right? He was still in the car seat. I put him in the car seat, and we headed down 181 South. And back in that day, there used to be some bars on Highway 181. Everybody, anybody know that? And as I was driving, the Holy Spirit spoke to my spirit. Now, you can't hear the Holy Spirit if you're not tuned into the Holy Spirit and you haven't been having relationship with him. You haven't been spending and investing time with him. But I heard the voice of the Holy Spirit, and it was right down in here. Right down here. Wasn't an audible voice, but it was right down here. And he said, y'all know how 181 is a, is a four-lane highway with a median in the middle. We know bar ditch. The Holy Spirit said, move over and get in the bar ditch. Let me tell you what. I did. Because there was like something like it was like, no, like you need to do it and you need to do it now. And I did, and I moved over to the bar ditch, and, and I was coming up to a hill, and coming over the hill, there was a drunk driver driving my way, coming our way in our lane. In our lane. Had I not pulled over and obeyed the voice of the Spirit, Uriah and I would not be here today. So, obeying the voice of the Holy Spirit could be a life or death decision. Wouldn't be I, I, possible, possible, I mean, I don't know. I'm glad it didn't happen. I'm glad I obeyed the voice of the Holy Spirit. But you see, it's little things. I know that doesn't sound like a little thing, but it, it's the little things that teach you how to obey the voice of the Holy Spirit. Nita tells, she, she told me this all the time, and, and she's really good at this. You know, I mean, the, the Holy Spirit, like, when the Holy Spirit talks to you, it could be, it could be, uh, uh, take that, that, you know how the shopping carts are all over Walmart and HEB? It could be just to take that shopping cart and put it up in the thing. It could be to just pick up this piece of trash. It could be the little things. Don't be little to the little things. Because if you become faithful in the little things, he'll make you ruler over much. And so it's hearing his voice in the little things that teach you how to hear his voice in the big things. It could be with your health. It could be with finances. It could be in every, I mean, I know it is in every area of your life that we need to be led by the Spirit of God. Amen? Then Jesus spake unto them, saying, I am, I know I'm reading this again. I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk 
in darkness, but shall live, that but shall have the light of life. Isaiah 2, verse number 5, he says, O house of Jacob, come ye and let us walk in the light of the Lord. Come, and there's so many scriptures that you can go over about this. Let us walk in the light of the world. This is one of my favorite ones right here in Ephesians chapter 5, uh, verse number 8 through 10. I'm going to read this out of the Passion Translation. I think they're getting those up there for y'all, so that's pretty cool. It says, once your life was full of sin's darkness. This was my life. This was your life also. Once your life was full of sin's darkness. But now you have the very light of our Lord shining through you because of your union with him. Woo! This is you and me that he's talking about. Your mission. Everybody say, my mission. One more time, say, my mission. You see, you want to know your purpose. Here's your purpose right here. Here's your mission. Your mission is to live as children flooded with his revelation light. Woo! I don't even have to, I don't even have to preach this stuff. It just, you know the word will preach itself. And the supernatural fruits of this light will be seen in you. Goodness, righteousness, and truth. Then you will learn to choose. Listen to this, choose. This is about wisdom right here. You'll be able to choose what is beautiful to our Lord. I love the way that says that. That we'll be able to choose what is beautiful to our Lord. Oh, man, I can't stop right there. Thank you, Jesus. 1 John 1, verses 5 through 7 in the Passion Passion Translation. This is the life-giving message. We'd heard him share. They're talking about Jesus. We'd heard him share, and it's still ringing in our ears. This is what happened with me. When I gave my life to the Lord, I don't know if this happened with you. Let me tell you what, that message is still ringing in my ears today. Amen? Sometimes we got to renew the joy of our salvation. Amen. Sometimes we just got to take a step back and realize how far God reached to pull us out of that muck and that mire and that filth that we were living in. Amen. We just got to remind ourselves of the joy. Man, I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you delivered me out of the filth that I was living in. Thank you that you delivered me out of the pig pen. Even though I was dead in my trespasses and sin, you were faithful and just to, like, jerk me out in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. He's so good. He's so good. Let me tell you what. He's running after you. If you don't know him, he is running after you, and he will not stop until you can reject him. You can reject him. And let me tell you what, his love for you will keep running after you and keep running after you and keep running after you. And let me tell you what, he's going to, he, he'll leave the 99 to go after the one. And as far as I'm concerned, back in, in, uh, in 2016, I think it was, two, no, 2019, he was running after me. He said, no, there's the one. I'm going after him. Amen. 
And God is no respecter of persons. He loves you just as much as he loves me. He loves everybody. And let me tell you what, if you're the only person here on earth, he would have went to that cross willfully and gladly because of the hope, the, because of the hope that was set before him, he endured the cross. Amen. Glory to God. And what was that hope? That hope was us. That hope was us. This is the life-giving message we heard him share, and it's still ringing in my ears. We now repeat his words to you. God is pure light. You will never find even a trace of darkness in him. If we claim that we share life with him, but keep walking in the realm of darkness, we're fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. You see, it breaks if it breaks my heart, I know it breaks God's heart. So for somebody to come and to receive him as Lord and Savior and then to keep living the same old life that they've been living all along. They're living hell on earth. God has something so much better in store for them. They're fooling themselves if you think that you can just keep the priorities that you have kept before you gave your life to the Lord, then you are fool you're not fooling anybody else. You're, you're fooling yourself. Amen. I could not keep living the life that I was living and having the same priority. I'm not just talking about the sin that I was in. I'm talking about I could not keep the same priorities that I had before I knew the Lord that now I have after I knew the Lord. No, my priorities changed. I became kingdom-minded because I don't want, no, I don't want nobody to go to hell. I want everybody to be living in the fullness of God and the blessing and the prosperity of God. Amen? So my priorities changed. And, and, and you say, well, that's just you because you're, you're called. No, I didn't find out my calling because I was, until after I was pursuing God. You say, well I, well, I just need to know my purpose. I need to know my calling. I need to know what I'm gifted in. You're not going to find that out until you pursue God. I mean, yeah, you're going to be doing some stuff, but you got to pursue him. Because it's in him that I move. It's in him that I live. It's in him that I breathe. Amen. It's in him that I have my being. Glory to God. <laughs> Woo. Thank you. How many of you getting stirred up? Amen. We're fooling ourselves and not living the truth, but if we keep living in the pure light that surrounds him, listen to this, that surrounds him, we share unbroken fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, continually cleanses us from all sin. <laughs> Romans, Romans 8, verse number 14 in the Passion Translation says this, The mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. In the King James, that says there, he says, the, he says those, that, uh, those that are led by the Spirit of God are called the sons of God. I like the way it says it in the Passion, the mature ones. The mature ones are the ones that follow the Holy Spirit. The impulses, I like that, the impulses of the Holy Spirit. All right, listen to this. So how does this work?
got to, I'm going to move some of this stuff out of the way. So this is, this, this is the thing that God had showed me. So y'all better get excited. <laughs> 15 years ago or so. John, if you could get that, uh, that, that stool. Everybody's saying, what are you going to do, Trey? You're going to find out. And then you're going to shout, okay? I'm saying that by faith. Set that right, set that right there. Glory to God. So the verse of Scripture that pastor has been going over is uh, Psalm 119, 105. Thy word. I have thought about this, and it's been in my heart for the longest time. And I, and I know that you have too, so it's just like it needs to be illustrated because we need to see some things. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And that's in Psalm 119, 105. Guys, if y'all could cut, we're going to go black in the house. Is that okay? Okay. Let's cut off all the lights if we can. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Yeah, even, can we do the stage lights also? We may have to kill the screen too, maybe. Oh, well, we can, we can get the effect here. So thy word, oh God, is a lamp unto my feet. Look, look at this light. Y'all ever heard that scripture that says, your favor surrounds me as a shield? Look at this light. It's a lamp where? Unto my feet. And a light unto my path. So every once in a while, you get that? It's a lamp unto my feet, and I'm following God. The, you know, the footsteps of the righteous, they are ordered by the Lord. Amen? And so his word is a lamp unto my feet. And we know that the word was made flesh, and the word was God, and the word is God. Amen? And so we know that Christ is the power and the wisdom of God. And we know that Jesus is what? the light of the world. And so we know that walking in wisdom means to be walking in Christ, in the light, who is the light. There's no darkness in him. And we get a glimpse whenever we get into his presence and we're pursuing him. Now, so there's our goal. It's not the stool, but... Wait, let's, let's make this a little better. There's our goal there. It's not, it's not the good job. Yeah, God wants us to have that good job, that good career. It's not all the things that I like to do. No, there, there's the goal. It's not the calling. It's not the gifting. No. You see, this is where we got it messed up. Because if we seek first... Come on, y'all. If we seek first the kingdom of God and then all of these other things that we're concerned about will be added unto us. But so many times we get born again, we serve God for a little while, and we walk out. Babe, I might have to get you to come help me. I'm going to shine a little light over there for you. 
Can y'all help? You need some help? Come, come stand right here and just hold that light down right there. And so, I was once in the light, but now I'm following the dictates of my own desires and my own wisdom. And I walk out of the light and I start wandering around in the darkness and I start bumping into things. I start getting confused because I have walked out of the light and I'm starting to trust in my own wisdom and my own way of doing things. So what do I have to do? I have to get back over here to the light and seek ye first the kingdom of God because his word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You say, well, what about, what am I supposed to be doing? What is my purpose in life? Your purpose, you were made by God and you were made for him. So your purpose is not the good job. It's not your calling. It's not all these other things. That's not your purpose. Our purpose as believers is Christ, the anointed one, and his anointing. Amen? And in the process... In the process of seeking first the kingdom of God and walking in the light, then all of a sudden, I don't know how it, how it happens, but God knows how to make it happen. All of a sudden, your calling, it just happens. Because we're seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Are y'all getting this? Listen to this. This morning, this is a funny story. And God, God has a sense of humor, you know, right? Can y'all, can y'all see me? Y'all used to do that as kids. <laughs> oh my God! Woo! You know the, the anointing, the 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 oil of joy for morning. Come on. <laughs> this morning, I was using the restroom, and I was on my great white throne. <laughs> and. Uh, Y'all can turn y'all can turn the lights back on just for the stage lights just for a second. And I was uh I was on I was on the throne, you know, taking care of that business. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden the lights went out in the restroom. And here I am. I didn't even think about it at the time. I was, you know, this I was I've, I've been meditating on what God was going to have me talk about. And uh and I was just like, well, I went, I knew it was a breaker because I had the heater on. I had the heater on in the, you know, in the restroom and also had the coffee pot going. And I guess that's on the same circuit or something. And uh, I'm, and I know that it, it overloaded. So when I got out of the restroom, I just went and I turned, I flipped the breaker back on, moved the coffee pot. Okay. And then I get back to my, cause I had been studying and I got back to the table. Everybody's asleep. I got back to the table with the computer and everything, my Bible. And uh, the Lord started talking to me about this. He said, yeah, uh, you're in the darkness because you had too much stuff plugged in. <laughs> had too much stuff plugged in. And then he said, this is what a lot of Christians do. Y'all think y'all are going to know what the Lord said, but you, you don't. He said you, he said you had too much stuff uh, plugged in, and so it caused a, a power shortage. You know, it called a, a power shortage. It caused a short circuit. 
<laughs> and the Lord said, that's what a lot of Christians do. They start walking in the light. They start walking in the light of his wisdom. And they start walking in the blessing of God, and God starts blessing them. And all of a sudden now the things that God is blessing them with become more important than the kingdom. Oh. And so and so what people start doing is they start reevaluating their life, and this is the world's wisdom. They start reevaluating their life, and they start the first thing they start doing. We we've seen this because Nita and I've been around here a long time. Pastor's been around here a long time. When things start getting tight in their life, the first thing that they do is they'll cut out the kingdom business. Look, hold that light right there. They cut out the kingdom business. They cut out their calling. They cut out their purpose. Because it might seem insignificant. They say, well, we don't have time for this. And so their life starts getting short-circuited. Because they left all of this other stuff plugged in. <laughs> I mean, Lord's talking to me. He left all, we left all this other stuff plugged in. Notice whenever I went to check, I knew that I had too much stuff plugged in. What did I do? I went to the power source. I didn't cut out the other stuff. I mean, I didn't cut out the kingdom business. I, turned, I clicked the power source back on, and what did I do? I went and unplugged the coffee pot, and I reprioritized where that was going to go so that it what it wouldn't overload my circuit and overload my time are y'all see see god can, he, he shows us stuff like this all the time so we don't want to and and and, uh, and i didn't know what pastor was going to be talking what he was going to talk to us about this morning and so you know god's all over this about us reprioritizing no, God's people should be kingdom-minded in our workplace, in our recreation. You know, I, I, there are so many people that put all the recreation stuff before they put that first. But if they would just put that first, then they will never miss out on anything. Nita and I don't ever miss out. We, we, we get to do whatever we, it may not be at the time we think we want, that we want to do it, but we get to do it. And our life is full of kingdom business. But it's also full of business business. You know, he, he said to occupy until I come. So we got to be busy about doing business. But it's about putting him first. Because it's a pursuit of him. It's always him. There's a song that Nita had me listen to the other day. It was, it, what's the name of it? Uh, Allstruck. It says, it's, it's, what's this, the, it's all about, it's all you. Yeah, it's like, it's all about you. The ebbs and the flows, like the highs and the lows in your life, it's all about you. So then you're just saying right now, you were saying, you know, we put it, like, the light is shining, but, and then he, uh, it says, Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things. And I was just thinking all these things. And then all the finances come and all the healing comes because we're, we're going into the, the, the light. We're the path. God is always causing us to triumph in every situation. But the, 
this is where we're, our, our answer is to every single problem. Yeah, everything. Like, it's, it's, it's all him. He told, uh, he told Abram, he said, uh, I got it, I have it right here. He told Abram, he said, I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. So the reward is not the things. Man, the reward is him. We get him. And then all these other things are added to us. Thank you, Jesus. I seek first the kingdom of God back then. And he gave me an exceeding reward. He gave me a reward. The thing that I cared that, that was on my prayer list was to have a, have a godly wife full of the Holy Spirit that spoke in tongues and serve God. Man, I got, he did exceeding abundantly more than I could ever ask or think. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. You have anything else? You want to you wanna pray and see how the Lord leads you? Thank you, Jesus. We can turn on the house lights, guys. Yeah, there you go. Thank you, Jesus. Just worship the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Che and I, we were talking about this earlier this morning. It's like when things are going rough in our life, Man, we know where to go, right? But the trick of the enemy is to let things go good in your life. And then you forget. Oh, I, I got that new car that I was believing God for. Or I got this debt canceled. And we forget. Right? And that's what he said. Uh, what was that scripture we were talking about? Don't forget. Yeah, he said, don't, I, don't, I, don't know what, I don't know what scripture it is, but you can, you can look it up. It says, uh, he says, oh. When you get your houses and you get all the goodly things and get all the blessings, you know what I mean? He said, don't forget that it is me who gives you the power to get wealth. So he tells us, hey, don't forget because it's so easy to forget because we start thinking that. And look, God, God wants, he, he wants to lavishly bless us. Amen? He wants it, but he wants us to, to not have the, the stuff and the stuff he blesses us with to have us. I heard one preacher saying, y'all have heard me say it before too. It's so easy to cheat on God with the things he gives us. And it is because we'll start putting that stuff priority. It could even be our kid. We could be praying for kids and all of a sudden we put our, we put our kids before God. Or we pray, I pray for this beautiful spouse here. I know you don't like me doing that, but, I, you know, I don't have the words, but anyway. You know, I, I, I pray for pray for her but I can't put her first the party is I have to put I, I put God first because you can have the most godly perfect spouse tongue in cheek I'm saying that you can have a, but nobody knows you like the Lord and that's that's what we are here about man it's all about Jesus it's not about Trey Anita it's not about the pastors we just want to always point you to the word all our answers all our problems every single thing we deal with in life it's found in the word the word 
this church, if you want to be here long enough, we're going to we're get the word. The word is first. We say that at the beginning. The word is first and final authority. And, and God does want to, he wants to bless us. He's, he's, that's, it's in his word to bless us. But he wants our priority to always be him. And at the end of the day, I mean, you know, I, Trey and I have been saying this. I'm more in love with Trey today than I was even when we first met. And you know why? It's because I'm falling more in love with the, the Lord. I'm spending more time in the presence of God. I, you know, I'm going to tell you, if some of you in here, you have problem with people, check your relationship with the Lord. Because that's what we are. We are in the people business. We're, we're to point people to Jesus. This world needs us. But we get so caught up in our own little thing. Lord, right now, we're just going to do a self-examination, Father God. Areas in our life, Lord Jesus, where we say, I got this. I don't need you, Lord. Where we haven't let you in, Lord. Right now, we just all, every one of us here today, take an inventory, Lord God, an evaluation, Lord God, of every area of our life, Father God, and where there's areas where we've kind of done it on our own. We repent. We repent. We turn around and we say, Jesus, we're putting you first. Because if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't even be here, Lord God. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're going to guide us, Lord God. Father God, and, and as we go about our day and as we go through our work week this week, Lord God, you're just going to show us little areas. And we're going to be in tune with the Holy Spirit. We're going to learn how to be still and know that you are God. That you said you'd never leave us nor forsake us, Lord God. We're going to be in tune with you, Father God. You always have our best interest in mind. You're not trying to take things from us, Lord God. You're trying to add to us. We thank you, Lord God, Father, that every area where we've just, you know, we're struggling, Father God, or we just can't, can't do it on our own, Father God, that we rely on you. We're not alone. You're going to help us. If there's addictions, Father God, if there's depression, if there's just any of it, Father God, overeating, Lord God, anything that we're struggling with in our finances, Lord, in our relationships, Father God, anything that we are struggling with, Father God, you want to help us with this. You want to help us to overcome this. And we just thank you that we tap into you, Lord God. Let us never forget how precious you are. Your blood, Father God. Let us never forget your blood, Lord God. You've given us so many things. Your blood, Father God. Your name, Lord God. Lord, you've given us a light and a path and telling us to choose this path. And we, Lord God, corporately, Lord, and individually say, we choose you. We choose you. Say that with me. We choose you, Jesus. We choose you, and all these other things will be added. We just thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I just see, uh, I see Omega Church just uh, going up the mountain. And not everybody's going to be able to climb the mountain. And so as we get further up the mountain, you may see there's going to see some kind of not they're just going to hang out at the middle and or maybe not even start climbing up the mountain but setting these priorities and seeking the first the kingdom of god is saying god is saying jesus i'm going up the mountain with you i'm going up the mountain i'm going up the mountain thank you jesus
We're going up the mountain. Glory to God. Just keep your eyes closed and your head bowed because I want you to hear this story. We went with Richard and Irene a couple times to, to Colorado. And one time we went to that, man, you can look it up, the Manitou Incline. And uh, man, that's a tall mountain and you just kind of go straight up. And a lot of them just went straight up the mountain. But Need and I, I'm, I'm not going to say Need, I'm going to say me. <laughs> you know, I wasn't, I wasn't in shape to go up the mountain. Older at Big City, I'm not much. Wasn't in shape to go up the mountain. And so we went part of the way. We took the kind of the winding way around and we ended up not going all the way up the mountain. But there was some with us, Richard and Irene and, uh, and some others, that they went all the way to the top of the mountain. All the way to the top. And they got to see things that we did not get to see. Because we didn't make it all the way up the mountain. Because we weren't in shape. This is what getting your priorities right is, is talking about. It's about getting in shape. So that we can climb the mountain. In the name of Jesus. He said he will make our feet like hinds feet so that we can scale upon the high places. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Do you want to, I don't know, really don't know where we go from here, but you want to do the announcements and, and we need and I and the team will, will pray for you if you need healing in your body. You say, maybe you don't know Jesus. Don't leave here without coming to us and say, I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life. I want to seek first the kingdom of God. I want to know him. Do not leave this place. Don't leave this place. Amen. Glory to God. So we're talking about priorities, and, and tonight starts our foundation classes. Um, the oil classes, you're right, the oil classes, we have three classes going on. It's foundations. If you've been coming to church and you don't even know what we believe, that's a class you need to start with. Start with that. And then we, the next class we have is the helps class, and we also have the leadership class. And we put them in that order because it's like line upon line. You know, you need to know what your church believes in, right? You need to know everything we believe in, what we stand for. You know, we, you may not know what, what are they talking, what is that language they're speaking. You need to come to the foundations class because it goes line upon line. And this is something that um, the Holy Spirit has t had for the pastors years and years and years and years ago. And we've gone through it. And even if you've gone through it and you just need a refresher course, tonight, I mean, today at four, we'll be meeting up here. And it's $20 for like eight weeks of just like, how many of you guys have taken the classes? How many of you guys are just like, are at another level? Like you're just at another level, right? Putting the word of God priority. Putting the word of God priority. And then one of the coolest things, come stand by me. I love you. I love you. We are going to have our second annual Valentine's dinner for all the married, okay, male and female couples in this church. And um, it's going to be on February 10th. 
It's behind me. Awesome. February 10th, and we're going to start with, how many of you guys came last year? We were treated like royalty. It was awesome, right? The food was good. We're going to have another good food. It's $60 a couple. Invest in your marriage, people. If you don't invest in your marriage, don't expect it. Y'all can scrape up 60 bucks. I know you can. I know you can. So it's investing in your marriage, and we have a good time, and we have a lot of laughs. Last, last year was funny. We had some funny, fun, fun stories, and then you get to, you get to, we get to know you, and you get to know us, and we, it's just great. Is going to buy me a ticket? So, okay, (laughs) with all that being said, date night. There we go. Ladies, if you're needing a date night, there you go. You want to come. It's February 10th, and also coming this Friday, we will be having our 180, and that's our, our teenagers. Man, we get to love on these kids. We have a lot of kids coming from different areas that don't necessarily come on Sundays, and we have a good time. We hang out with them, and I mean, it's, it's keeping Trey and I younger. It's keeping us younger, right? We have a good time, and um, that'll be this Friday, and the pastors will be back, and we all know we're all going to be here on Wednesday, right? We're going to rearrange our schedule. I sent, I sent, oh, I'm just... Two seconds, y'all. I sent this meme to pastors this morning. It said, January has been the longest year. <laughs> we, Trey and I, are ready for them to be back. I know you guys are too. So they'll be back. Let's, let's make priority for Wednesday night and Thursday morning. Rearrange your schedule. God has some things that he wants to do for us and through us this year. And I'm excited. And Yeah, that's it. We love y'all. And don't forget, it. I mean, if you want to make Jesus Lord your life, do not leave here. We will pray with you. And if you've got anything else going on in your life, we'll pray with you. Amen. We love y'all. Thank you for joining us today. I'd like to say thank you for all those who give and support this ministry. I pray that you've been blessed and challenged by the podcast today. For more information on how to give, you can visit omegachurch.com forward slash give. Thank you for believing in our mission.